Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 3, Episode 14 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and AR. And I'm really happy to have her back here, Tatiana from Disco VR. How are you doing, Tatiana? Hi, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Happy to be on the show. Um, always exciting stuff to talk about. How are you oh, doing? I am doing really great too here in Taiwan, Taipei right now still. And I also am so much looking forward to talk with you about all the exciting topics. For all of you out there who don't know this podcast yet, well, this is a podcast all about VR and AR. We, we said so far, so much already. And this is being live streamed on MRTV every Saturday. And you can also listen to this podcast everywhere where you can find podcasts, Google, Alexa, iTunes, and so on and so forth. And if you enjoy this podcast, it would be incredible if you could leave us a five-star review, probably now, if you have the time. Why not, right? You could get out your iPhone, iPad, open the podcast app, find us, and give us the five-star review. That would be the best way to say, hey, I like your podcast. It is a good podcast, so that would be really, really cool. Yeah, before we get into our topics, today's podcast is proudly sponsored by VR Optician. Today's Next Dimension podcast is brought to you by VR Optician. VR Optician solves the biggest problems that glasses wearers face with VR headsets by delivering highest quality lens inserts from Zeiss made in Germany for all VR headsets out there. You never again have to worry about having to wear glasses in VR, but instead you will enjoy more comfort and convenience for your VR experience. Simply go to VROptician.com, choose your headset, enter your prescription and your VR Optician lenses are coming your way no matter where you are because worldwide shipping is simple and stress-free. Thanks so much to VR Optician for supporting the VR community and the Next Dimension podcast. Yeah, wow. watch VR Optician. <laughs> Great. Pretty cool. They have it so is. many headsets in there. I mean, that's yeah, you, have them all, you don't really, really. have to they worry have about all. which ones they have. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there are that, many that companies is. that kind of make separate ones, but... Awesome. Yep. awesome. That's cool. So I think you are the lucky person who does not wear any glasses. You don't need to wear glasses in headsets? Well, I do. I do. Um, okay. I mean, I don't have to, but I I like having the lenses that protect my my actual VR lenses and that have some kind of anti-blue light filter and anti right, right. or something. So okay. no, hopefully, like maybe not for the next couple of decades uh, that I won't need the actual <laughs> prescription glasses, but I oh, all, you still get it. I like, oh yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I like having them. Mm -hmm. That that makes that makes so much sense. Yeah, if you are a company outside there and you want to get to the VR community, you can do so via the Next Dimension podcast. So simply get in touch with me. The link to my email is down in the description of this video. If you want to talk with us about sponsoring an episode, but we are booked out for quite a long time already, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So today we are going to talk about the PlayStation VR 2 again 
Of course, because next week, next week it is happening. Finally, finally, only a few days left, and we're going to get our new favorite toy. Probably, yes, I don't dance. know yet, but but most probably we're going to like it. The reviews <laughs> were pretty nice. The, the the reviews that are out there, and we will talk about them. Tatiana, are you looking forward to the PSVR two? Oh, are you kidding me? I finally, <laughs> yeah, right. I've never been so happy about my credit card getting charged by over six hundred dollars. Although I remember I was quite excited about it when I got the Steam Deck as well, and All right. I, this one I, I did play get it, it a yeah. lot as well. And uh, yeah, so I got the shipping number. I think I shared it on my Twitter yesterday. Um, I was worried that I would get it, you know, at the further end of the delivery window february 27th right exactly it the great fear of us content creators right like (laughs) getting it like three days later than the rest like no that would be bad but that's fine that's fine now it's it's it's, it looks like it's the launch day hopefully there's not going to be a delay and yeah i'm i'm really really excited about it i think we're all wanted a new kind of this new headset, this new content, just that completely shake up the VR community with absolutely new level of VR. Oh my goodness, I, I, I really can't wait. And we're going to talk about the findings of the reviewers that have already had the chance to review it. So that's going to be exciting. Also, um, yeah, we're going to talk about the games that we are looking forward to like Tatiana and me and probably also you you can let us know in the in the chat <laughs> hello chat by the way <laughs> great that you are here even though it is pretty early in the states right now yeah okay yeah, so coffee yeah. like me <laughs> yeah exactly psvr2 is definitely going to be a topic for today but also something really exciting that came up this um last monday we we have a new high-end VR headset that is going to be coming up, and it's the Big Screen Beyond. And that was quite a huge surprise that Big Screen, like one of my favorite apps out there, that they're going into hardware, that they're going to make their own headset, their own high-end headset. So mm-hmm. that is definitely a huge topic. Um, before we get there, Tatiana, w- were you surprised about Big um, Screen? I've, so I've... Yeah, a lot's been happening. At first, I remember I heard about it the first time. It was sometime last year. And honestly, I thought it was going to be a headset that's very specific to their app and watching movies and stuff, kind of similar to Vive Flow. I definitely didn't expect it to be a fully functional high-end VR headset that can do pretty much anything like Mario right. or can do like with a great quality. And it has some pretty cool features that no other headset offer so it was definitely an interesting splash and um 2023 just keeps surprising with more and more hardware which on the other side of the coin is like how much hardware can we have can we please get some also software please right right. (laughs) there's so much (laughs) i literally just made a video about all the new and upcoming headsets and big screen is like in addition to that and so it's it's really cool to see the this focus on 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 the hardware side of vr but I also want content. <laughs> sure, sure. But for that, I must say, like, I obviously I want content, but I don't think that a company making a new headset would take away from that. 
You know, like if big screen didn't make this headset, they would not make um, Half-Life Alex 2 part two, you know. <laughs> so so for not. me, for me, I really want I really want that hardware improvements coming up uh, like oh. all the time. So for me, oh. it's not like mutually exclusive, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely not. And um, I'm sorry it came out that way. Uh, I just getting really bummed with uh, seeing like almost every week another VR game being shut down. Right, right, right. So that, obviously, that is annoying, and that every is, time, is bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are these yeah. hardware just coming up, and so there are more um, headsets to choose from. But then it looks like there are fewer games, and some of those great games will be locked up in the PlayStation VR system. And right. <laughs> we kind of need more, you know, Half-Life Alex style games on Steam. And, You're right. Uh, I really hope that. Meta maybe has something up their sleeves that we don't know about yet. I hope so. And of course, obviously, our hope is that the new games that are being made for PSVR 2, that they will somehow spill over to PCVR as well and come out there as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we will see about that. We will see about that. Yep. So, mm -hmm. big screen beyond being the other big topic for today's podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before we get to our topics, Tatiana, tell us, what have you been doing? in the last two weeks uh oh yeah it's been two weeks oh my goodness what have i been doing um so it's still a busy time in the vr field and um with all the headsets that just been coming up you know we've, we've talked about this uh, pre preparing mentally for playstation vr 2 uh dealing with communications because there are so many games that will be coming out and i would like to play them all on this new system um but also i've realized that okay this is a great year it's, it's a very big year for vr so so much hardware and so many choices now to make like um only two years ago, right, there was really Quest 2 made a big splash as a standalone headset, and it was a no question that's the one that you kind of have to buy. Now there are so many options. So I actually thought that um, I think new VR users kind of need a nice gateway into this sphere in this field. So I've been working really hard on my latest video that I'm really glad that it's finally out. But essentially, it's a it's a nice roundup of of new and upcoming headsets that are coming up, and you know either they came out last year or or this year, and I talk about their features and their specs that kind of everybody's talking about in the field anyway, but few really understand what they mean, and I'm talking okay. about. Fernell lenses, aspheric lenses, pancake ah. lenses, LCD, um, you know, like QLED, a primer, OLED. VR headsets one on one. It's it's sort of like that because I like it. There it's, are people who kind needed. of just like, oh, okay, Fernell, what does this really mean? <laughs> you know, so because especially when we're in this community, we're so connected with everybody who knows exactly what all these things mean You're right. and sometimes it's easy to forget bubble. there are millions of people out there who might have no idea what's the difference between fernell and fake lenses or what, actually what it's the, it the, the big majority of people has no idea what we're talking yes. about 
But we yeah, speak but, about it as if it's just the most normal thing in the world. That you're totally yeah. right. And I've realized that when a couple of my friends watched some of the like videos that I made, like cassette reviews, and they're like, "What is the F rendering?" And they were talking about foveated rendering. And I'm like, uh, "Okay, should I should I make a video about foveated rendering? Like that sounds <laughs> like such a you know a topic that we've it's our you know bread and butter. But some of these things are just." very new and people don't care about that people just want to know what's cool they want to know what's going to give them the best experience and it's hard to decide without trying a headset on so i i kind of tried to convey what these different combinations you know a lens display what kind of features they have what kind of experience they can deliver without putting the headset on so i think i did a pretty good pretty good job with that and uh, the that took a while to kind of research and then presented it in a nice and non-boring cool. way. Um, but, but yeah, um, if you're, if you're unsure, I'm sure that it's actually your, your community knows they know. probably more than I do <laughs> in, in many of the aspects. So could be not, but it's a great video to kind of share with some VR newbies, someone who wants to understand, you know, what's Perfect. to look for in 2023. Right. Cause this is cool. The technology changes so fast. So yeah. That's that's what I've been working on. Um, as as I kept myself excited about PlayStation VR two and preparing myself uh, for all the games that I'm going to play very soon. Yes. Okay. Oh, and yeah. I also was playing a lot of Hogwarts Legacy. Just to say, like, I played a lot. Oh wow! Of I, I've Legacy. I've heard so many good things about this game. You know, I, I hardly stop play. Playing it. Wow. That's that's. Uh, you know what? I've heard this from all the people who have played it so far that they love it. You know, and I'm not even a Hogwarts, uh, Hogwarts fan, uh, a Harry Potter fan, but it seems like to be really good. It's should I play it? <laughs> Tell me, so, should I pick so it up? Nice. It's just. Oh really? <sighs> okay. It's it's better if you get the Easter eggs and like references, but right. even if you don't. It's just so well made. It has the main story. So if you want to just go ahead and do the main story, which is very thought through and it has like lots of like spells you can cast and things you learn. If you want, you can just go on and explore this enormous castle and do like little mini puzzles and discover secrets. You don't need to collect and craft anything if you Okay, you that's know, good. I know you don't I like, like that. that. I'm not, I don't like um, that. It has this mini quest, side quests. Uh, of like you can fly on a broom. You can just visit. I don't know. It's like an open world Hogwarts, and it reminds me of The Witcher a little bit. Oh, that's good. With its gameplay that features, so the controller is very like similar in a way, and you can switch the spells which ones you can cast. Um, but it's just this game that I. I've been waiting for a game like this for almost 20 years. I'm not wow. going to lie. But as a Harry Potter, you know, early adopter, <laughs> I read the first book when I was nine, if it tells you something. And I played, you know, the original game on computer, uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and, uh, and on the PlayStation 1. Um, I've always kind of dreamt of having a Harry Potter open world because there's so much that developers could do with it. And I think that and they did. so far, this game is everything I hoped for. And it's very wow. hard to stop playing it. 
this pancake games, they are pretty amazing <laughs> sometimes. I know. You know? I, I, I'm disappointed that they don't have a native VR support on right. PlayStation VR. But Luke Ross but... is already working on a, on a VR mod, right? That you can actually try and it works. It's mm -hmm. not perfect yet, but it does work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope that it's going to be fully working because uh, I think right now you can still play it, but it will be like a discovery mode where you yeah. can only go and explore the castle. You can't actually play it. Luckily, it's not very functional. Um, but yeah, it, it's a little bit of a disappointment, like a letdown that there is no integrated VR support, but that's fine. I, We're I too early for it. that. And I think it's great, game. even for people who aren't into Harry Potter, it's just very magical, very captivating, and so smooth, like it's so easy to get into, even though it has so many components, they just organize in such a way that you don't feel lost. Um, okay. it, it really sucks you in. <laughs> you can try it <laughs> for it. sure. Yeah, I think I should really do that then. Yeah, 2D, uh, 2D pancake games. They're fun. I also, mm -hmm. I just play right now The Last of Us again on the PlayStation oh. 5. Yeah, because I want to play the second part, which I have not played yet. So I'm playing the first one through first, and then I'm going to play the second one. But my plan is to play it on the PlayStation VR 2 huge screen in, in the cinematic mode. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. I also oh, yeah. had to realize this 2D gaming, it can be quite a lot of fun <laughs> if oh. the games are as good as like the last oh. of us, right? Yeah, because it doesn't require to move around. I mean, we yeah, are. Yeah, so it's kind of relaxed, right? Yeah, you sit there on your couch and enjoy. <laughs> Anyways, mm -hmm. uh, have you finished with your week or is there anything more that you would like to add? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's the main thing that I was working on. You can tell me about your two weeks. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> eventful for you. Eventful, that's for sure. So let's keep it to the to the professional MRTV side. So I I already um, knew about the big screen beyond um, headset for quite a while. So I had to um, sign mm -hmm. the NDA and all, but I was not part of the people who actually tried it. But I knew about it, and uh, I thought it's very exciting. I thought the idea is very exciting. So I was super excited that the NDA was finally lifted. So exactly on that date when the NDA was lifted, I was there for a video premiere and there was like 300 people watching it and nobody knew what's going on. And yeah, I, I like that. I, re I really enjoy that kind of like uh, once the NDAs are over and then, yes, you can get all the information in a nice video on MRTV. Obviously, also on other channels you can get the videos, but it's it's fun. Because people know that I'm excited about VR hardware and that they will get all the information they need on MRTV. So that was fun to do that video on that new headset. And I'm looking forward actually to try it out. Yeah, we will talk more mm -hmm. about Big Screen Beyond later in this show. So yes, that was fun to make this video and to have that premiere. Love doing these premieres. Yes, then I made a video about the Vive XR Elite. I was recently here um, on um, on another event from, from HTC where they showed it off longer this time. I was at the launch event here in Taiwan and now on this other event and I had the chance to play it for over an hour and I have um, made a little extended hands-on impressions video that I can absolutely recommend for everyone to watch <laughs> if you are thinking about getting the Vive XR Elite and yeah just to quickly summarize it like yes I like the headset mm -hmm. 
I really like the headset. It's a super nice, small headset, standalone headset that I can recommend if you're looking for something like this. In terms of Ya, though, we have seen it. You know, like it's not like, oh, wow, it's so amazing because, well, we have seen the Quest 2 and the, and the Pico 4 and the Quest Pro. So we know, right? But it's a nice package. It's super, super small. And I like it. I really do. Mm -hmm. So I'm rooting for them. Hope they will become successful. The price obviously is in the way. But yes, it is a nice headset if you want more first, first hands-on impressions. Check out the video. But dear HTC, if you're watching this, I'm like a couple of MRT stations away from you and I still don't have the hardware, which is, which is strange, I think. <laughs> <laughs> strange. Anyways, we're going to get to that. Yeah, um, about not getting hardware, <laughs> Sony PlayStation VR 2. So I was supposed to get one. I, um, I was already like... Um, yeah, Dakar with um, Sony Taiwan. They wanted to send me one last week or yeah, this this last week. But then I didn't receive it. And I was like uh, so sad about it. And I was wondering what's the matter. And I asked them obviously about why why didn't I receive the PSVR 2 that you had promised me. And they said like, oh, yeah, they, they run into some problems because of my NDA that I didn't sign yet. So they... they they realized that I'm making content not for this region here, but for the world. And, and then I need another NDA, but this one they didn't have. And they didn't know mm -hmm. how to make it happen because they are Sony Asia and not Sony, you know, other region. And because this is a huge company, they were not able to quickly solve that problem. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that was so sad. Yeah, yep. It's a learning yep. moment, I guess. It's, uh, it it's, happens. It's... Yeah, it was... Yes, it's it was very spontaneous, right? I'm not normally in Taiwan, right? So in Germany, mm -hmm. I have totally different connections. But here, I totally had to kind of start from, from scratch. But I will still get it. And it seems like I'm going to get it on Monday. So I will still have it a bit earlier. can still, like, unbox it and do all the good stuff. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Will you be doing because the live unboxing? Or will you be recording the I, unboxing separately I, from a review? I think, I think I will record it. I will record it and then I'll make two versions always of my videos, German and English. So that's why I normally record it once instead of doing mm. it live twice. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, yeah, but it's still also nice to, to have lots of uh, contact, obviously, with, with my home country's community where they also, there's mm -hmm. a thriving VR community and I also mm -hmm. do enjoy doing that in German. Also, I also have a German podcast, by the way, that runs every Sunday. So I talk a lot about VR every weekend. It's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Some Germans uh, are in the chat. Hello. See you tomorrow in the German podcast as well. I've actually realized that I like making a live stream unboxing videos. Ah, because really? Unbo okay. Unboxing is usually the part where people, I mean, it can be interesting, but maybe not enough to watch like a full edited video and it, editing a okay. full video takes a lot of time and usually it's more important to talk about you know the headset itself and how it works rather right. than just to right. opening a box so i like doing the unboxing of my um quest pro live because cool. that at least gives me an opportunity to interact with the, the people and also to show the 
like the the you know live reactions raw reactions to this you're right that's actually interesting more interesting right your real raw reaction when you find something for the first time like yeah and answer some right. questions on the spot if there's like someone who wants to see something close up or something so i i like doing that and i will be doing that hopefully on wednesday if um if I receive it on Wednesday, like early enough, so that I can put together a live stream um, and, and and do it right mm -hmm. away. So because it'll be really hard for me to wait to unbox it. So I'll, I'll try to do it as soon as I receive it. And so that I can finally have it and review the actual uh, functionality of it. But, right. Yeah, right, right. To that. Oh, yeah, we all look forward to next week. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other than that, um, I uh, yeah I made a video about uh, a reaction video of the PSVR 2 teardown. Like Sony themselves have posted like two videos where they tear down the PSVR 2 and check out everything inside. Also about the controller. So this is what I did. Then I did a live stream where I reacted to all the videos and <laughs> to all the review videos. So I really know about all the reviews that are out there, the video reviews at least. And yeah, that was the best thing that I could do instead of like uh, having my own review because I didn't have the device. So I simply watched other people's review and reacted to it. And we're going to talk about the uh, the reviews and what people think. Yep. So mm -hmm. you can always do a reaction review if you are a YouTuber and don't get the hardware. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. Yeah, but you you also have to be careful with that. If you watch the entire video, you don't want to get it. Like a yeah. copyright strike because it's still okay. original content that's been shown right. on someone else's channel. So it's kind of an yeah. iffy topic. You have to be very careful with but that. It's okay. If um, you, it, it's it's fair use if you really react to it. If if you don't do anything, if you just only watch it, then then you're right. But if you actually like go in and stop it sometimes, and you will talk over it, that is that is fine. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. yeah, that's that's an, that's okay. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I also did something exciting. I have unboxed <laughs> this year the Pyrex yeah. Crystal. Woohoo! Here it. it is. Yes, I got it. And it's exciting to have it, obviously, right? It's exciting. Mm -hmm. This is a super high end VR headset that enthusiasts are waiting for. And I have, I have it here now. I've unboxed it on the Patreon channel. Yeah, so if you want to see it now and if you want to support MRTV, you can do it. Go to mrtvelite.com and become a member and there you can see my unboxing. Obviously, I will also have it on the main channel, but um, not so very soon because I, I want to test it and do all the things that's going to be next on the Patreon. Um, I, will, I didn't really have time to check it out, but now... Starting from tomorrow, I am going to check it out. I'm going to film myself checking it out. And this will be on the Patreon as well very soon. So first reactions there. And then later, once I understand the device better, I'm going. obviously, I'm going to make a review video. So, mm -hmm. yes, that yeah. is the Pimax Crystal. Looking forward to that. Definitely yeah. no rush with that. Um, it's always better to kind of take your yeah, time I with want it. To, exactly. I really want to understand it, you know? I don't want to, like, just go out and, ah, and then it's not yeah. accurate, right? And same with PlayStation VR 2. I mean, there are already people who reviewed it. There are already early reviews and on-the-spot reviews. People want to see 
like your opinion about it so right. it's not even so much about urgency anymore as it is about I totally agree understanding it so yeah definitely definitely take your time to play with it i'm looking forward to hear what you think about it i, I mean i'm I will be receiving it, but a little bit later, I guess. <laughs> there was some miscommunication with the Pimax team. Um, it's hopefully resolved yeah. now, but yeah, we're, we're all getting it. We're all going right. to share our thoughts. But yeah, excited to hear what you think. I'm excited to see if it's indeed a final product that they claim. Yeah, so it, it seems yes. So I asked, I actually asked them, is this the final hardware? And they said, yes, hopefully, but they said yes hopefully <laughs> you know in hardware there can always be something probably they find some some something that's wrong uh, due to they sending it out to us now and to like 15 testers from from the Pimax community obviously if they still find something huge then they might need to revise on the hardware but this seems to be the final hardware mm -hmm. so let's see yeah. let's see so, and, and it's real which is cool you know, when, when they came out with it, when they talked about it, it sounded like unreal. So crazy, right? Mm -hmm. All the features. But no, it is actually here right now. <laughs> yeah, I remember. We were all so skeptical. And now <laughs> yeah, we, we couldn't some... believe it. And now it's so cool. They posted some screenshots of the comparison of um, through the lens of Skyrim and all the little details you can see there in Pimax yeah. Crystal compared to like 8KX, for example. Right. It's unbelievable. And I still remember how sharp everything is. And people think that I'm like e exaggerating when I say that it's better than Barrier Aereo or something. And uh, some people even think that I'm being sponsored to say those things about Pimax. And I'm like, well, no, it's just the best VR I've ever seen in my life. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's the best headset because... I don't know how glitchy it will be or how stable exactly. they are. That one that we be. have to find out. I, I never commented on that. I never said that you should all get it because that's the best one. But it's, you know, it's visually, they nailed it. <laughs> it's so Yeah, absolutely. Good. That was also my impression, right? Just this, um, yeah, this optical issue. And I have to find out if they have solved it with the focal length or what. But... If they have fixed this, then that could be exciting. Yeah, anyways, that was my week. Lots of things to do. Exciting. VR stuff happened. And now let's get into it. So let's talk. Yeah, let's do talk about the PSVR 2 reviews. So I, you told me that, that you actually did not really um, check them out yet, right? I was just trying to stay strong, okay? I'm trying to stay impartial. And I, it's so hard because I'm so tempted to watch these reviews um I, I yeah i told sebastian a little bit before the show that i i try to keep the first review to myself so that my impressions of unboxing and this di deep dive review are untainted by someone else's thoughts sometimes that happens subconsciously and you don't even yeah, realize right. it especially if you watch someone like i don't know mike reviewing it and he's reviewed so many houses in the past as well um um, but I guess it's fine. At least I have tried it before. So I yeah. do have my very first impressions already to myself. So I might still give it a watch <laughs> just because like you have to be aware of what other people think about it too. So I'm happy to talk about it today. Uh, but generally speaking, I try to avoid, um, um, strong opinions. Yeah, I, I, I get it. You, you don't want to be primed. Yeah, I get it, I, right? 
Yeah. But like you said, I mean, I, I, we're probably strong enough to, to not. I really in, think but... so. I really think so. <laughs> I really think so. Like I had the same thought like you, Tatiana. I thought like, okay, should I really watch them? Because mm -hmm. I want to completely freshly give people my opinion. But yeah. I thought like, hey, I'm Especially doing this now or since so many it. years. Like, yeah, yeah, right. I haven't had it myself. Right? You're right. Yeah. I haven't looked at it yet. But I thought like, come on. I I've looked through headsets and reviewed them for so many years. I won't be influenced if somebody says like this or that. I I I know myself. I I know what I like and what I don't like. So yeah, probably these videos could only give me some things to take more care of or look closer to that I probably normally wouldn't look at. Right. So yeah, uh -huh. I was okay. Yeah. yeah so we can talk about that. Because I will spoil you we... now. I will spoil you now totally because, yeah, well, the people who listen to this podcast, they know, want to know now. I put it into the topic PSVR 2 reviews. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I could. <laughs> You're like, mm, okay, really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I will tell you now. I will tell you no. now about it. Oh, goodness. No, but okay. There are I no, can, really, I can there are no huge surprises. To... Yeah. There are no huge surprises, really no. Well, someone so, says in the comments uh, that, uh, oh my God, sorry, who was it that said? Artful said that GT wasn't very impressed by some things. And then you oh, earlier I, I said that watched his, I haven't was... watched his review. Yeah. Well, you know, from what I'm reading that Artful is saying, like subpar tracking, uh, some uh, God race and Mira, mm -hmm. I think I will have to kind of repeat what I said last time I was on the show is that, it's nobody ever claimed that this is going to be this is going to be the best VR headset ever created. It can't be for that price, right? It's uh, like uh, it's like a great package for that yeah, price. You, it's like, it, yeah. But we as as creators, like, we need to look for negatives too, because we need to be sure. critical of things. We need to bring different opinions about these things. It can't be all just great, because then we'll just be hyping up a thing that's all. Unless very it's the quest too. <laughs> I mean, just looking <laughs> looking back to the last uh, two years. Oh man! <laughs> so if you look for these things, you'll find them. And nobody's denying that. Yeah, there are things that are you know could be done better, but then you would have to pay like double the price. So exactly, um, absolutely. I'm not like I'm not worried in the slightest about these things because again, I, I played the game. I had a ton of fun with it, and yeah, there is you had already the experience. There is Mura, but you see it if you look for it. And if you're just playing the game to enjoy the game, you're absolutely going to have fun with it and you won't even right. notice. So, but yeah, anyway, we still yeah. want to know these things. Exactly. Yeah. But let me just like um, summarize a bit what they said, like overall, what they found out, like in categories. So, in terms of, in general, it was favorable, really. In general, everything was positive. Even the reviews that had that pointed out some negative things, overall, they really enjoyed it. There was some mm -hmm. nitpicking for, for some things, but they make sense. So let's talk about it. Overall, in general, for the for the displays and for for the visuals, it seems to be like a really good experience. Like a very like a big step up. From PSVR one for sure, oh, yeah. for sure, but also like a, a good step up from what we know from from uh, from the mobile systems like from Quest two 
and from Pico 4 and from Quest Pro. Not really in terms of the resolution, right? Because that is nearly similar or even a bit less for Pico 4, but in terms of how the pixels get like run, right? From from this from the mobile devices, obviously it's just that XR2 chipset, but all the reviews, they were happy that finally you can get the full resolution and um, native good stuff and the games simply look great. <laughs> Yeah, because okay. of that, because they're coming from the PS5 and really every single reviewer loved, really loved Horizon Zero Dawn and not Zero Dawn, Call of the Mountain. Everybody mm -hmm. loved it and they were all going crazy for it. Beautiful. And yeah, they couldn't get enough from that game. That is good to know. Is, is it yeah. going to be the first game that you personally play? Yes, in yes, yes. I, I, I just directly want be, to go for, for the best, I think. You know, I've been playing mobile games so long now. I, I, I want to have this AAA thing back that we that we got with, with um, Half-Life Alex, But since mm -hmm. then, it disappeared into that mobile realm of games. Yeah. So I want to have that back. And I want to have that back with that OLED colors, and with that new haptic experiences with the trigger and all I, I really wanna wanna see what PlayStation VR can do. And I believe that game is going to give it to me. Yeah. yeah so, I believe right? so. There's a you reason too? why they chose it. I, there's a reason why they chose that game to showcase at CES because like it's not scary, right? You're not gonna be distracted by like a horror aspect like Resident Evil. And it's so bright that it is the like the ultimate experience to see what OLED can do to your eyes. Oh, OLED is so good. I love OLED. <laughs> and they went, the way they made this game, they knew it was going to be coming on PlayStation VR 2 specifically. So literally the very first scene, you're on that boat and you're just yeah. <gasps> like your your joy somewhere there. You, you completely lost it. And uh, that's like the, the best intro of a game, um, even if you've never played horizon it's just a, a dream come true in vr perfect yeah i'm so looking forward to that so looking forward to the colors and yeah the brightness people were happy about the brightness it is a very bright headset that one we've heard but yeah because of the lenses obviously there's also some flaws so yeah fresnel lenses if you don't know what fresnel lenses are go to tatiana's channel Disco VR and find out. <laughs> I think the 185 people who are live right now, everybody exactly knows what we're talking about. So not, not going Share into that part. I'm not sure you feel the... lonely in your knowledge. <laughs> Share it with people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so Fresnel lenses, they come with these concentric rings. And, um, well, because they, they have this kind of structure, they can be thinner than other lenses and lighter, but they do have also some, yeah, some flaws. Like there are these um, flares, these god rays, and also it seems like the PlayStation VR 2 does have this a bit in high contrast scenes, like a white um, text on black background, something that we also see on the Quest 2 and other headsets with um, Fresnel lenses. But Seb, yeah. have, you, have you heard that or like read that article saying that when PlayStation was actually designing like a new type of Fresnel lenses specifically to I target that, the yeah. problem of God rays? But it seems like that there was only a, there was a patent. I'm not sure if mm -hmm. that patent actually made, it, made its way into these lenses. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it's oh, about this. Okay. 
Yeah, it's about um, the god rays that you see in high contrast scenes. And it seems like, mm -hmm. yes, we do have them. And also another problem of Fresnel lenses as compared to aspheric lenses or, or pancake lenses is that the sweet spot is not mm -hmm. so huge. So you kind of have to look for the sweet spot to find it. And that's also what most of the, re of the reviewers said. But they also said that once you're in it, you're good. And the headset is like so stably on your head that you're not like going to get out of that sweet spot. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you also have so, that feeling? Uh, now that I remember it better, uh, I do remember that I kept like adjusting the headset a little bit because I kept okay. thinking that it's not completely sharp. And that's when the guy was telling me that you probably messed up your eye tracking. So I remember one of the things I wanted to test first is how this headset performs when you set up your cal eye calibration and eye tracking, then you remove the headset, put it back on. What happens then? Do you need to redo the calibration or it, does it save the settings? Because um, logically, it sounds like you need to redo it every time because it needs to scan the geometry of your face and uh, see where your eyes are so that this Foveated rendering is, is working properly and you have everything in focus. Um, yep, I wanted to see what it is because I did see some of the blurry edges there, but I actually wasn't sure if that was a sweet spot problem or okay. the foveated rendering problem. Um, something to test out. See, that's something right. I didn't have enough time in my, in my 30 minute testing time. Yeah, so that's good that we're going to have the hardware next week and then can do our own assessment. Yeah, it's 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 so individual. I even know some people who are who love the Valve Index and also, I also love the Valve Index and who don't even have any problems with God rays there even though this is like the worst headset for God rays. God rays are all over the place, you know. So it, it is really individual. So it's great that mm -hmm. we can share like our thoughts like next week mm -hmm. or in general on our channels. So that's something that you can look forward to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyways, something interesting for the English-speaking community that I can share from the German-speaking community. We have uh, um, a VR hardware reviewer. His name is uh, Jan Keno Janssen, and he's like a really good hardware reviewer, in my opinion. And he also got the PSVR too early, and he actually had the chance to ask the Sony team about their their choice to go for Fresnel lenses instead of pancake lenses, right? That, that's a super interesting question. Why did they choose pancake lens? Uh, why did they choose Fresnel lenses over pancake lenses when the whole industry is going for pancake? And now we have the answer. And the answer is, yes, they totally are aware of the downsides of Fresnel. Like the sweet spot is not so good. And yes, there is a little bit of God rays. But... For them, it was super important to give players this HDR experience, this super bright picture quality as compared to other headsets. And for pancake lenses, there's not enough light going through. You know, it will take lots of that, of that um, brightness away. We see that with pancake optics, like for example, the Pico 4 is not super bright. Or you need a super bright display like on the Quest Pro that it's like good, right? And it, it will still look good. But in general, like pancake lenses take away too much light. So that's why they chose to go for the Fresnel lenses to really show off like this, this super bright OLED picture. Yeah, interesting, interesting, right? 
Yeah, I would assume absolutely. that it was maybe the price so that they would bring it kind of sells, keep it on the more yeah, affordable level because be. it's already climbing up. But uh, that right. also makes sense, which is kind of odd because I found Quest Pro to be quite bright or maybe that was created yeah. by the uh, local dimming that made it just look more contrasting. And, that and also it, it might be that the, the panel is just like super bright as well. Hmm. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the best solution they found, then we we can accept it, right? <laughs> yeah. If it's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that that super bright picture quality, that super bright image. Let's see. Mm. Let's see how that goes. Next next week, we will we'll see for ourselves. Yeah. That that was interesting to find out from from the German reviews, and I'm glad that I can share it here with the English speaking world now. Yeah. Right. So that was that, but. Like no one of the reviewers thought that the lenses would be like a showstopper. So yes, they mentioned it. Yes, it is. It, the sweet spot is not so huge, and there's probably a bit of god rays in high contrast scenes. But no one said like, "Oh, the the lenses are such a step back and they can bear it." No, everyone said like, "Great picture, great overall feeling of that picture, great colors, more FOV." More FOV than the rest, than the, than the Quest 2 and most of the other headsets. And mm -hmm. that is um, apparently really noticeable. And they really loved what they saw there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, FOV was pretty pretty good too, in, yeah, in, nice. my, in my opinion. Like it's uh, had a good, what is it called? Binocular overlap. Okay. So it kind of looked like a, almost like a circle. Yeah, okay. Then then that means so, the binocular overlap is great if you see it like yeah, this. Pico Force it wasn't like, like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a little bit similar to that. It didn't look like you were you were staring inside like a little ski mask thingy. It was just a nice you could see some edges on the horizontal side, but not so much in the vertical. And um yeah, no, very nice. Especially like I see so many people getting interested in PSVR2 coming from PS. <laughs> VR one, <laughs> like oh boy, you're, you're right. in for such a treat. <laughs> this is okay. like the best headset to come to to upgrade from, because it's the unbelievable difference um, in visuals. I mean, we already know I, we compare it to much better headsets than than the first uh, PlayStation VR. But yeah, good point. Right, the resolution um, was very low on the first one, and it still managed to live for many years. I think I would even say that even now I could still play. A good PlayStation VR one game. They have done a really good job. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. it was absolutely um, amazing for the time, and they do build these headsets to last for years. And well, this one also has to last for a couple of years. But mm, it, yeah, but in, in terms of form factor, it does look a bit big compared to those small headsets that we're getting now, right? Like the the big screen beyond. It should yeah. compare itself to the to the Pimax Crystal in order to look slim and sexy. <laughs> yeah, but that's also but, something uh, we will need to test over bigger. time. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. So playing for hours is the only way to really see how that big size works for gaming, especially active gaming. Um, but yeah, that's another thing to test. It's another thing to keep right. in In terms of right, hours. We will do that, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of comfort, though, like um, everybody was absolutely happy so 
never change a winning team. Sony thought for themselves, and the the comfort of the PlayStation VR one was amazing. Well, it was still one of the best and most comfortable headsets to wear, even years after its initial launch. And the original recipe is so good that they didn't change much, right? So it's still that Halo style headset, and you still have that visor that that floats in front of your eyes, so you can you have this eye relief. You can put it further away. You can put it closer to your eyes, and that works really well, apparently. Yeah, good, yeah. good. So, yeah, so comfort, like, uh, thumbs up. Comfort is obviously so important if you want to play long sessions. So, mm -hmm. they had... Yeah, that Halo strap. Yeah. It was one and of the have... best things about the first PlayStation of year two. I'm it was. glad they didn't change it. Yeah, exactly. So, they didn't really change the winning team here. So, nice to see that. Talking about playing for hours and hours, though... Now, this is the, the one complaint that many of the re reviewers had. The controller batteries, they are kind of limited to like four to five hours of gameplay. So, yeah, that, that is definitely less than most other current um, controllers. Mm -hmm. And that does limit you to play like four to five hours. Uh, what are your mm -hmm. thoughts about that number, four to five hours? It doesn't sound like a very high number to me, but then from the point of practicality, I don't think I've ever played VR for that long in one sitting. It's just the problem is that you'll need to always remember to charge them. Like yeah, it's, right. it's not the problem of playing for six hours. Like, oh my God, I can't play for six hours. I'll need to play for five hours. Um, it's more about next time you try to play and like, oh shoot, I can't my controllers are right. not charged so that would be probably the problem for me and that's why i got a controller charger with my order right away because um, you know if you have a charging dock like with my quest pro and quest 2 my my headset is never discharged like it's always charged so hopefully it's not going to be right. a problem um have you ever played vr for that long for like six hours Yes, I did, but it's it, it happens very seldomly. I think uh, it happened when when Half Life Addicts was out, and I couldn't get out of the headset. I simply <laughs> wanted to keep on going and keep on going, and yeah. Then also, actually, the Valve Index controllers lost their battery. <laughs> yeah, so I was faced with the same problem that probably people mm -hmm. might fi might face here with the PSVR two controllers. Yeah, but maybe that's the headset just telling you. Take a break. Yeah, exactly. It is like a built-in feature yeah, to to have your body relax a bit and don't be in VR for too long. Yeah, like I like eat that something, thought, uh, Tatiana. Have breakfast, yeah. like hydrate, take a eat nap. something, <laughs> hydrate, uh, go to the toilet and do all the good things there and <laughs> then come back. Yeah, so yeah. it makes sense that they directly are selling this, this dog for the controllers. Uh, it seems like this is like a really good buy. I think it yeah, costs like $50, is it? I think by like 550 or 60 should have been included, but meh. Yeah. I had to had, we had to buy it as an extra one. Are you going to be getting as uh, as well I'm, or is yeah. something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Yeah, yeah making yeah. some room on my console like table at the living room for for a new PlayStation is going to be a new display in the living room. 
gonna be awesome oh yeah it's gonna be good it's it looks so good in my opinion like also the controllers i really like how they look and they have this <laughs> ring that goes around your hands it's a bit of a different design as compared to the controllers that we're using now and it seems like they nailed it and what's interesting they seem to be lighter than they look Actually, like the DualSense PS5 controller, it is a bit hefty, right? It, it, there is some weight to it. And actually, I was expecting something around these lines, right? Mm. It's like, like, a, like kind of a hefty weight. But actually, they seem to be way lighter than you think they are, mm -hmm. which is, of course, for playing long sessions, pretty nice. In general, in terms of the controller, people really loved it. They loved the rumble. They love the, mm -hmm. um, um, the how's it called the trigger the adaptive, adaptive trigger, trigger which gives you which gives you this force feedback which I'm so looking forward to. This is like one of the main features that I am so it's looking forward to because I love it already on the PlayStation Five to to feel the different guns right, but to be in VR and even see the different guns and then feel it like mind blown probably and yes most <laughs> of the actually actually all the people loved it actually all the people really enjoyed it and thought it was amazing and therefore it, mm -hmm. it does make sense that you only get like four to five hours of battery life because obviously that takes battery life to make this make these things happen well yeah, yeah. um probably more it looks like more than just a dual shot controller because it's uh it lasts more than four and five hour or well, it five does. hours the it little does, ones yeah. you have and i think it was i mean it's on, all yeah. on purpose they made it heavier it's nice to feel the weight of the controller because you're not like lifting your hands with it it's just yeah. i like that it's a little bit heavier um okay uh, but you don't need to feel that when you're holding a, a vr controller so you kind of need to be more free in your movement so it makes total sense i think it takes a little bit of time kind of like okay how do i grab this thing because <laughs> it's it has like this spheres around it so you need to um, that's what many people also said like to find the entrance right and then yeah uh... yeah but it's cool because you can put those rings on your wrists if you right. if you need to do something you're right that, without that, putting the controllers away so it's, it's, it's an interesting they are being innovative there um, I'll they give are. that. i like it yep so people people really like the controller but i we also get feedback from another german another german reviewer greetings go out to mo fun vr <laughs> he's a sony playstation um, a, a fan a big big fan and he said like the only thing that he could nitpick about that controller is actually the the grip button because the grip button is just a, a binary button it's really just like okay holding it yes or no and it's a kind of tough to click it so if you need to hold the grip button for a longer time it gets kind of like um yeah it's you're getting tired doing that that sounds like nitpicking to me yeah, well, well, if if you really have to like hardly like press it all the time, it's not so nice, you know. Like, I'm not sure. Did you try the the Val? No, the HTC controllers, the original controllers from the Vive, HTC Vive. The like the, the just the long ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, I think I still have them actually. Okay, because there yeah. the grip button. It was also like a clicky button, and it was super tough. To, to click on that grip button. Oh. If you remember that. 
Okay, okay. I mean, I can see that. Um, yeah. I, uh, anyway, I don't know. It sounds like a little bit of a nitpicking to nitpicking, me, but yeah. uh, maybe not. Maybe it is, but maybe they just want your hands to be stronger. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> They give you a workout. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have them right here. Actually, yeah, yeah. Sitting yeah, here. They, they, they also only had this kind of like, uh, yeah, binary grip button, which, is t which mm -hmm. was hard to click. Yeah, I was yeah. also not a, not a big fan of that. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see what you mean. And it doesn't okay, really okay. protrude so much out there. It's not analog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyways. See, anyways. I, I don't think I remember that. even that much about um, PSVR 2. I'm sure it was there, but I'll have to test it. Um, okay. Yeah. May maybe. Yeah. But I don't even think I okay, used that see, button a lot. Now you're primed. You wouldn't have thought about it before. You're right. You're now primed for your own review to look at that grip button. Probably before you wouldn't even have realized it. Well, during the game, maybe I would. But yeah, that's a good that's a good practice to see maybe what needs addressing through those reviews. If you if you right. don't want your opinion to be tainted, you can at least look for things that still need to be addressed. That's what I'm gonna do. Exactly. Yeah, the same with me. Yeah, but overall, overall, people really enjoy the controllers and again like for other headsets you need to pay like 300 dollars just to get the controllers yeah like for the quest pro and for the valve mm -hmm. controllers so getting them in this whole package with the headset for 550 in my opinion that is a great deal so that was actually in 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 those mainstream um media reviews there was like a big gripe the price Right, so so they, they they think it's expensive. It's like wow, it's expensive. Like obviously, I'm more like looking at it from the enthusiast perspective, where I went to France to pay one thousand eight hundred for a Quest Pro. <laughs> so for me now, it looks like a super super cheap deal. But for the mainstream media, they think it's expensive. What are your thoughts it, about that? My thought. I talked yeah, about your, your it thought. probably. I probably talked about it too much on my channel. I I I had to make a separate video out of a longer video of PlayStation VR 2 review just to get the part where I talk about the price and expand it more because I've realized that people are learning that it's not expensive from yeah, that video. Because, like yeah. I literally had to make a video explaining why it's not expensive for what it is. I think that's a good thing is. to do. Really. And uh, and I'm glad I did that because I've referred to so many people there and because it, it makes sense. So just a little gist of what it is, you're, you can compare it to PlayStation VR 2. Uh, sorry, to PlayStation VR 1 when it was released in 2016, right? So let's do it. Uh, it, it cost, I believe, $400 when it was first released. Exactly. Yay. Um, first release, $400, and it's cheaper than the original console that costs $450, I think, maybe at the time. Uh, yeah. But you and, still need stuff, right? That's the point. But you gotta need stuff. You need a <laughs> exactly. camera, you need controllers. Yeah. Camera was you can't 60, even use it without it. Controllers yeah, were 100 So what do we get? $560 for a working headset. And then you still need um, um, a console to for it to work. I'm sorry, PS4 at the time was $400. So that comes to like $560 and $400, $1,060 for the whole for the whole package and right. uh, now we have 
500 for PS5, 550 for PSVR 2, kind of the same, right? But think about PlayStation VR being released in 2016. Yeah. You're what right. about the most important thing? Inflation. Like a thousand and sixty dollars back then was a completely different sum of money that if you translate it to 2023. So um that's actually making PSVR 2 a cheaper headset than PSVR was in 2016. If you're actually that's spending the point. same. Plus, if you you know the quality that you get with this headset, you can't even compare it to Quest to you know Pico. And even if you try, you can only get close when you talk about PC VR games. Exactly. And to play in a higher ultra. And for PC VR games, you need like a gaming machine, like an expensive, you need a like quite, quite still a gaming machine and also the headset. Obviously, you can get a cheaper headset, but yeah. And, and, and yeah, so if we don't talk about compromises, like, yeah, you can get like a cheaper one, but then you won't get even close to the quality that PSVR 2 will be offering. So it's still going to be like a thousand dollars worth of hardware you need to buy to build your computer. And then you still right. need a headset. And with many of them, you might need base stations and controllers. So it's... Yeah, so I did all of this like complicated break breakdown of all these different hats and like, look, you spend this money, but you get the top of the uh, you know quality, and with so little hurdles because you don't need to build a computer, you don't need to know how to connect it, you everything don't need just to, works. Like, understand how it works? I'm sure that PlayStation did such a good job. Everyone said it. it. Everyone was raving step. about it. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so it's 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 expensive because VR is expensive, but it's not expensive but, for what but, it is. But really, <laughs> I, I don't VR understand. Bubble. I don't understand why for VR, people seem to have completely different standards. For VR, it seems like they are looking at it like super hard. Oh, why why is this five hundred dollars? For other um, tech things, these standards are not the same. Like, when do I hear somebody talk about, wow, the iPhone costs $1,000? And you can even get more expensive iPhones, right? right? The, the, to max it out, it costs like $1,500. And there is probably no discussion like this when they review the latest Galaxy S23 or the latest iPhone. We don't have that same standards. Why don't they hold, why do they hold VR hardware to this, unbelievably high standards in terms of pricing. It seems like they want it for free. Only then it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's correctly priced. So that really makes me a bit angry. And mm -hmm. I I don't want to be angry. <laughs> VR VR is new, right? It's it's so yeah. it's so unexplored by many people who don't know how they're going to be using it. Many are not ready to make this investment for something they don't know whether it'll be for them or not. When you talk about apple or like samsung phones it's a phone it's a computer in your pocket that you use for like 12 hours a day every day so it's a machine that's pretty much like a part of you right you will use it right every day so i've sure. i've heard that from phone, people saying okay I, I will overpay but this is like i use it every single day for everything sure, so sure. It makes the sense. use With case VR, is, is huge 
yeah, with VR is different. There's a lot of mistrust and still kind of uh, tainted thoughts from five years ago when from it the was beginning like probably quality and, okay. and and nobody really cares about VR because it's it's like 3D movies. They you're making a, you're making an, an excellent point here, Tatiana. Yeah. You're making an, an excellent point, but you know also not just phones. Phones is probably a bad example because truly mm -hmm. we use them every day. But also other tech. I'm talking about projection other gaming consoles. I'm talking about projection TVs, uh, the, mm -hmm. those projectors, right? Yeah. And they cost yeah. way more than five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And there is not this kind of discussion where people would say, "Wow, five hundred dollars or five hundred fifty dollars is like too so expensive." It truly is not. It truly is not because you're getting an unbelievable experience. You can get into your game. I'm obviously mm -hmm. preaching to the choir here, but like you can get into the game and it's going to blow you away. It's um, delivering something that a projection TV or like a huge TV never could. And therefore, like, come on, $550 that you're getting like this kind of very streamlined, beautiful hardware that mm -hmm. gives you great VR experience that is way better than the VR experience that we got in 2016 when the PSVR 1 came out, came out. Like, come mm -hmm. on. It is not expensive. And you should not tell people, yeah, you better wait a bit longer now because it brings nothing really super new to the table in terms of VR. Are you kidding me? There was that GameSpot, <laughs> that GameSpot uh, review that I really get a bit... Uh, yeah, like um, emotional about when I was reacting to it. Oh, yeah. No, it's no, it's it's great. It's not expensive. No, it's okay. Well, it's expensive, but good VR is expensive. We some are it's, more expensive yeah. than others. Yeah. Okay. But 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 for what it is, I I'm a believer that there is no cheaper alternative that will give you the same quality. Yeah, I this think so too. This is the best you can get for this price. And that's, right. that's the bottom line. Right, right. I I believe that even though I've just seen all the reviews, but from what I heard so far in, in specs and also like the ecosystem that obviously Sony will be able to provide here with lots of games coming up and, and being poured to the system, I'm very confident about it. Yeah, there was another mm -hmm. point of contention that some some of the re re reviewers said, like, okay, what should I play? There's there's not so many games there, um, and most of the games are ports, right? And it's true, right? There are quite a few ports from Quest. However, they are like upgraded. Some are supposed to be looking way better than on the Quest. But mm -hmm. you know, I'm like I I don't really get this kind of a point because. For the new people that are new to VR and who are going to buy this PSVR 2 as the first console, my goodness, they have, they're going to be able to play so many amazing classic games. Yes, mm -hmm. for me, Pistol Whip, for example, is not new, right? Or Synth Riders or Beat Saber, but it's amazing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like in GD7, obviously, there's so many games. Like, yes, they are not new for us, but for them, they will be able to spend so much time in these games. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's a fair, it's a, it's a solid lineup. For the first day, it's solid. And they have a really nice lineup for three, I would say, like, main genres. Adventure, RPG, 
which is Horizon, Horror, which is Resident Evil, and kind of sports and racing with uh, GT7. Yeah. So those two games alone can co cover a lot of ground for someone who is like stepping into VR. And then the smaller experiences. And from what I hear, there are so many big games that are still coming that they're not talking about anymore. So I'm yeah. being very hopeful about that. And of course, like you said, ports from Quest, but also VR ports of flat screen games like No Man's Sky. That's also a lot of people play, and it's amazing in virtual reality. Um, do you think Skyrim will be on PlayStation VR 2? Oh, that's <laughs> like normally... a thousand situations. <laughs> Skyrim needs to be on every single system. So it's a yes. <laughs> and then people will play it for, for the 10th times? time. How many times will it be reissued? But people want it's it. It's unbelievable. Totally... Yeah, people, it's so good, right? I would, oh, I would wow. totally play it. You know what? I think people would be like thrilled if there was a Skyrim a enhanced edition. People would be it's thrilled. It's a tradition. About every it. year yeah. we reissue Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? There's Christmas every day. Why not have Skyrim every year as well? A new version. That would be great because there's there's so many amazing mods out there, right? I haven't even dived into the PC mods yet, but like I know that my community is like uh, frowning at me for having only played the vanilla version of Skyrim. You can make it so much more beautiful right now. Oh. So, so that would be great if there would be like an enhanced uh, edition which has better graphics and some higher textures and stuff. People would buy it again. Oh, they <laughs> right? actually have mods for PlayStation VR. They brought mods to PlayStation. Really? How? Yeah, how you can work? mod a game in PlayStation, okay. which is crazy. Okay. Not as many. I didn't know. But there's like enhanced graphics, enhanced sounds. So, and of course, not all the mods you can find on the flat screen version, but they have integrated modding, uh, official okay. and unofficial. Uh, so I've, I'm also not playing the vanilla version. But when I was playing the, the uh, PC one, I, so I, I've mentioned that I have like arachnophobia, so I'm not very thrilled about spiders. Mm -hmm. um, I'm okay with them though. VR would be tricky, but I did try a mode just for fun. Uh, that substitutes all the spiders in the game with Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and and, and then it was better, yeah? No, somehow it was worse. Because no, there, his hands would like... <laughs> They would be twisting and turning in very unnatural oh, okay. kind of ways. So, okay. like, okay, this is actually scarier than spiders. So I'm going wow. to go back to spiders. <laughs> but yeah, mods so are funny. fun. And if yeah, you right, have it on right. PlayStation, you can you can actually play with them too. Cool. Didn't know that. Yeah, nice, nice. So that would be cool if we had Skyrim again in an enhanced version for PlayStation VR 2. So. Yep, money can be made yeah. there, <laughs> so it could happen. It, could it happen. probably it could cool. still be made. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. So lineup, in my opinion, is totally is very solid. Even for people like us who have already played lots of games, and well, I'm I'm happy because I know I'll be in Horizon, and then I'll be in GD Seven, and yes, I will even have a look into this horror game, Resident Evil, just to have a look. I'm not sure how long I will stay there, but I will have a look. And then <laughs> there's going to be um, Firewall Ultra, which we can you can play forever. You know, like like I'm not concerned. Honestly, I'm not concerned about it. So mm -hmm. there's still lots yeah. of room, obviously, for the Sony um, IP titles. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? What's interesting is that I think maybe it was Nathy, but someone said that content creation 
on PSVR 2 is very good and very easy. Okay, good. That uh, is and good. streamlined. So yes. I was happy to hear that. Like that you don't great. have to worry about corrupted files or um, some Perfect. kind of quality issues. I'm I'm really glad about about that yes. because we need we need an easier easier way to make content. I just hope that also the PSVR function that when you stream it to um, YouTube and Twitch that you can read the chat. You know, that was really mm -hmm. like one of the standout features of the PSVR 1 streaming. And I hope that this is going to come to PSVR 2 as well. So, mm -hmm. so far, I have, I, have I have not yet heard anybody talk about that because people are not allowed to stream yet with the device. So probably they uh... even cannot. Yeah, the embargo ends, I think, uh, next week on, uh, on Tuesday that you're allowed to okay. stream with a device. Okay. So... Who knows? I really hope it's in because that would make streaming so much more fun. You know, mm -hmm. you want to engage with your community, mm -hmm. obviously. So, uh, I did read on the PlayStation FAQ page. They had this long page with so much information about their new headset. Is that you can connect the webcam to the system, and when you yes, stream, you can, you can yes, have you can like the face cam, right? Which is so cool. Yeah, like, that wow, is better. I'll just have it set up and ready to go and record at any time. It's amazing. Because yeah. setting up is, is is something that turns me down very quickly from, you know, <laughs> doing something because it takes forever. So the easier we can make it, the, the better. Right. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. One last thing to talk about before we get to the next topic is the, the cable. So... Actually, nobody really had a problem with the cable, have, that the device has a cable, but only one of the ones that I looked at. And I honestly didn't like the way that was portrayed. Like, let me show you the thumbnail. That was The Verge. I, I think I know, you know which right? one you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like, yep, come on! Like, come on! She, she totally got that wrong there. This is not how you play the PSVR two with the cables like all dangling around you. And in my opinion, this is just some super exaggerated uh, example of, of how to make clickbait. Of course, you yeah, know? it is. <laughs> even even <laughs> even news media are learning how to make clickbaity thumbnails. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, okay to have some. It's, it's okay to have a little bit of clickbait, but this is like, this is like um, making it like look so bad. Actually, yeah. if you look at the video, it is it is kind of a positive review. It is not so bad. Like the cable thing, she mentions it like in one moment, but this review is not about the cable being a problem, a huge problem. It actually says, um, okay, the, the title is PSVR two review, future of VR tethered to the past like no absolutely first of all no i don't think actually that well i personally think it's not a big problem with the cable but um also the review itself it is not revolving around this cable problem so i really don't yeah. like that the problem is that a lot of people who will come across the thumbnail they will not click on it to watch it um or to read the review they will form their opinion kind of based on that snap decision that, that like is exactly what makes me angry that is exactly like, the point yeah so when you're scrolling through the news you don't necessarily read every article you're reading the headlines and you kind of exactly. think oh okay i sort of know what this article is about so that creates a really bad publicity for you know the the first impression if you really like if you really want to make a clickbait that make it represent what you're thinking that's the point it's, then it's not so bad yeah. right Absolutely. And, if you deliver yeah. on your thumbnail or on your um, title, that is fine. 
But if you mislead them, like if I just <laughs> saw that, I would think like, okay, I don't need the PSVR two. Probably <laughs> so I'm a sorry. probably I'm a reader of The Verge, and I trust The Verge. And, and yeah, I, I, I'm I'm interested in VR because yeah, Beat Saber, <laughs> right? I, I've heard about it and seen people use it. Looks fun. And then I mm -hmm. see that, yeah, okay, no, seems like I don't need it. No, wait for um, the next one. So. Sorry, I laughed. I just read Funky Slot saying review sponsored by Meta. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, with it, with this time, few people read anything anyway. So they look at the picture and they think they know what the opinion is. And it's a pretty straightforward one. So did not appreciate that either. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, see, I just see uh, a good comment from, uh, let me just find it, from Extrem Koksa. It's a funny German name. He said, oh, were you the guy who titled the video, throw away your VR headsets? <laughs> That's true. When I was reviewing the, the, three, uh, the 3D monitors from Acer, I, I did use that headline, like throw, throw away your VR headsets. But there was obviously a funny exaggeration. Because obviously you know that I, I don't want you guys to throw away your VR headsets, but the 3D effect that I got from these um, glasses-less 3D monitors is actually really, really amazing. And even for us VR fans, it's an option to play 2D games in a 3D way. So I did deliver on my excitement, yeah. <laughs> even though it's exaggerated. If your community is so loyal that they're going to go ahead and throw away their hats and just <laughs> yeah, that, because you wrote that yes, in the title, then I think good. you're doing that something right here, that, my friend. You're right. You're right. Oh, my goodness. So funny. Yeah, right. So so that's that. That was PSVR 2. We're obviously going to have our own reviews up on uh, Tatiana's Disco VR channel and, of course, here on MRTV and... You will get so much content from us about PSVR 2. Wow. And um, yeah, I'm going to play way more in the future. Like mm -hmm. MRTV is more hardware hardware stuff, right? But I will also do more uh, software, more gaming. And uh, you, you too, right? You. Yeah. yeah, I um, <laughs> I I, oh, it's so hard, uh, because like hardware reviews and, and gameplay reviews, they're kind of like not the same direction, even though it's is all are not, VR yes. niche. But I think that maybe PlayStation VR um two will have uh, enough interest, um, I think so too. among the community who are interested in hardware as well and like VR news and stuff. You're so right. I definitely You're be right. playing more and covering that if I find something cool. interesting. Yeah, if there's some interesting uh, multiplayer game, Tatiana, let's uh, absolutely play together. That would be fun. Huh? Oh, definitely. Yes. Fun collabs. That, that, exactly. Um, let's well, do it. We were doing that before. It was really fun. Uh, we should definitely um, get uh, re reunite the MRTV gang to exactly. play some let's multiplayer. Do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Okay, that's the PSVR 2 topic. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to hear from, from your anticipation. So do let us know in the comments section. Are you looking forward to next week? <laughs> so let us know about your thoughts about PSVR 2 and your expectations and how the reviews kind of like, uh, did they change your expectation or is it the same? Do let us know. And each comment is also great for the algorithm, for the YouTube algorithm. So it would be amazing if you would do that as soon as possible. <laughs> All right, our, our, our second big topic is the big screen beyond. Wow, what a surprise. And the people who were watching my premiere on Monday, my premiere on Monday, they really had no idea 
what was coming. They were still like guessing, oh, what is this headset? And uh, yeah, then the big revelation. And I believe lots of people were surprised to get a VR headset from Big Screen, the makers of that amazing app that allows you to watch uh, movies, or watch videos, and hang out in a huge virtual um, theaters with your friends in VR and watch something together or share your screen and play 2D games on that huge screen. Big Screen is an amazing app. If you don't know that yet, do check it mm -hmm. out. Make sure to check it out. But they are now, um, yeah, launching their own VR headset. And it's a super high-end VR headset. And it's a super exciting form factor. I'm showing it right now for the people who are listening to this podcast. It's it's the, the world's smallest VR headset. That is mm -hmm. what they what they title it. It's only 127 grams. It's crazy, right? Wow. Mm -hmm. 127 mm -hmm. grams. It's unbelievably light. Like sunglasses. Like, almost like sunglasses. Yes. I believe the the um, PlayStation VR, it should be around 600 grams or so. And that is supposed to be to be super comfortable already, right? But this mm -hmm. is 127 grams. And it seems like the people who have already tried it, they would agree that it's like super comfortable because it's just so small and light it is made for vr enthusiasts so it is a pc vr headset and actually it is a steam vr headset so you need the base stations and you need your own controllers for that but well mm -hmm. those enthusiasts they would normally have that setup right they already have like base stations they already have their valve index controllers so in my opinion, that is the right choice. Uh, what are your thoughts about this being a, um, a Steam VR a Lighthouse tracked headset? Uh, so a bit controversial. Of course, the okay. first reaction is, wow, this is great. That is so tiny and so small. But when you think about a small and light uh, headset, the first kind of use case for this is, it be, is it going to be portable? Will I be able to use it, you know, travel with it, use it on a plane or just anywhere in my living room or you know just kind of play it anywhere but as if, if i understand it correctly it's a, a wired only headset yes yeah so it would need to be wired it needs to be still tied up to those base stations so it's a pretty much stationary right headset which you know it's not the first headset that comes out like that it's just a little controversial to be because it's so small and it just seems like something you can wear anywhere but in reality, you are still tied up to your PC. So that's just the, right. my first reaction to that. Still, of course, it, it. if it can compete to other tethered headsets uh, and can do everything that they can do and even better, plus they are so light and comfortable, then no, of course, it's a win. I haven't tried right. it yet, but I would love <laughs> Me to. Me neither, but <laughs> I want to as well. Yeah, the point is that they wanted to make the headset that they would want to use for watching big screen. So this is totally not supposed to be that mobile headset. So this is absolutely not competing against those other headsets because mm -hmm. if this would be a standalone headset, then it would probably have the extra two chipset and no, that can't give you like the, the graphic fidelity that they want to achieve. They went out there and they said, okay, we want to make the lightest headset possible that is unbelievably comfortable and will give you the very best um, visual fidelity, the best mm -hmm. picture that you can get in VR. That is what mm -hmm. they um, 
what they strive to yeah. do here with their headset. And that is yeah. why this has a DisplayPort connection, you know? And yeah, it, it makes sense for me. It makes total sense because you want... Mm -hmm. it, this has, a, by the way, a 2560 by 2560 um, OLED, micro awesome. OLED display per eye. So super high resolution. And if you mm. really want to natively run those pixels, then right now the cable is the way to go. So it makes mm -hmm. sense for me here. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And the resolution is like competing with the likes of Vario and Pilot, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. That is actually very interesting because I think it's twenty eight like per degree. Polar opposite of Pimax in terms of the form factor. Right. And um, right. And what kind of lenses do they have? They have pancake lenses. So they have OLED and pancake lenses. And because of mm -hmm. those pancake lenses, yeah, you, they can make this form factor. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, 5,120 um, by 2,560 combined resolution mm -hmm. up to 90 hertz. Obviously, we would love to have 120 hertz. That would be better. But for me personally, I must say 90 hertz is fine for me. Like, I don't see that huge... I, me personally, my eyes, don't, they don't see that huge difference between 90 hertz and 120 hertz. I see a difference between like um, 72 hertz and 90 hertz, but 90 hertz to 120 hertz, I'm pretty okay with it. But what, mm -hmm. are, what are your thoughts about the hertz? I mean, I'm same with you, I guess. Um, I do play stationary, not stationary, um, the standalone games probably more often than I play um, PC VR, so I'm used to having 90 hertz refresh rate anyway. So th that would probably be okay. Uh, but it would be great if they maybe upgraded in the future if if they have that capability. Um, right. What about field of view? Um, right. What does it say about the FOV? So so the field of view horizontally is 93 degrees, and uh, vertically 90 degrees. So that is. Um, mm -hmm. definitely on the lower spectrum. But you know what's interesting here? And that is that is something that needs to be pointed out a lot. So they are not giving you the diagonal field of view, right? Lots of the most companies say, okay, we have 110 degrees horizontally. Like for example, Quest, they would say we have 110 degrees. Um, they, they would just say they have 110 degrees, but this is meant diagonally. Like horizontally, they don't have 110 degrees. They are more probably around 90 to 95. So mm -hmm. having actually 93 horizontally and 90 degrees vertically, they are playing in the leagues of the HP reverb. So actually, that FOV, while not, while not huge, is, is very comparable to what we know, like, like standard. Probably this, mm -hmm. what I believe is that this headset has the same FOV like the HTC XR Elite. Because the XR Elite is also like Quest 2-ish, probably a bit less than the Quest 2, but it's still bearable. You know, it's still fine. It's it's not like that you feel like, oh, this is this is terrible. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so I, I think it's fair that they actually do the right thing here and give us the actual the actual resolution without like saying you know what, guys? This is 110 degrees. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, I it makes sense. I really think it's fair from them that they give us the exact horizontal and vertical FOV, which is on the lower spectrum for sure. 
but for having this kind of extremely appealing form factor, I would say to get an FOV out of it that is around the same like the Quest 2 or the Reverb G2, uh, the Reverb, the original HP Reverb, and probably the, X, the XR Elite, that is fine, right? That mm -hmm. is fine. If you want to have the, the biggest clarity, if that is more important for you, then I think this is interesting. Obviously, if you want uh, FOV, then this is not going to be for you. But if it's for you about like having the highest, the sharpest picture, I suppose this is going to be a contender. But obviously, I have to look through it. But that's just something that I wanted to say for for the HOV, for the FOV, right? Mm -hmm. um, really curious how it would compare visually with this micro OLED display because it has to be more impressive than uh, XR Elite, be, though. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm 100% sure. I, I, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but um, it's almost like, like there was nothing new. Quest 2, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, well, <laughs> it looks the Yeah, same. totally agreed. Totally agreed, um, absolutely. I, I XR Elite brings nothing, nothing new to the table in terms of the VR experience. The only yeah. thing is really the form factor. Yeah, and it's standalone, and you can. It's very right. comfortable. I, I want it just for for that form factor, really. Um, so nothing really wrong with it. But this is a totally different niche, right? Um, um, PC VR only uh, with much better visuals. Yeah. <sighs> See, do we have to talk about cable again? Like, it doesn't have wirelesses. You're gonna be tethered still. Yeah, we're gonna have to make one of those want... thumbnails where you're all wrapped up in a cable. <laughs> oh no, no. Well, I will for sure not do that. No, that would be fine. I think if you really want to have that super high fidelity right now, that is the that is the solution that you have to go for. Anyways, let's let's go deeper in it because that is really yeah. not all. The the no. point, the exciting point, and in my opinion, actually, that is kind of a paradigm shift, is that every single big screen beyond is made individually for the person who buys it. So what they're going to do in order to, to increase the comfort, to make the most comfortable headset, at least that's what they say, mm -hmm. they will give you um, the ability to, to scan your face with an iPhone app. Okay, you need an iPhone or you need to borrow an iPhone. And then um, you send your, your facial scan to them. And then they are going to make a custom-made face gasket that fits perfectly on your face to you uh well in that and mm -hmm. also yeah. obviously they know your ipd so they have like uh, 15 base models with different ipds so they're going to choose the right one for you and you will have that headset that perfectly fits you like these are your glasses these are glasses made for you which are perfectly mm -hmm. fitting you and give you the most comfort and I think that is yeah. that is kind of a paradigm shift. Instead of like mm -hmm. building a headset one size fits all, where you actually have those mechanical um, IPD sliders, right? And they obviously cost lots of space. And therefore, for this one, you don't need it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very interesting concept. What are your thoughts about this, Tatiana? Yeah, that's definitely the most interesting part about it. And I had to think about it a lot. But... Um, just to clarify, it's only the face casket, like the only the facial face interface. Only the facial interface. 
So technically, what's important is that the headset can still be used by different people. Absolutely. As long as these people have their own facial interfaces to be attached right, to. Right, right. But so, in terms of IPD, though, they have 15 base models with different IPDs, right? So uh, you can think of it as shoe sizes. They have 15 different shoe sizes. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, okay, then they have one which, which is probably good for IPD64. And then you simply got your personal face gasket. So if, for example, if um, we had the same IPD, we could totally share the same base model, but we, we would have our own facial gaskets that are made for us, but we could mm -hmm. share it. And like this, also, if I want to sell mm -hmm. it off, I would say, okay, here's the big screen beyond. It is base model 64 millimeters. And then somebody mm -hmm. with 64 millimeters could pick this up. They only would need yeah. to make their own face gasket. See, I think that is when they went wrong. Because making the okay. only the gasket thing that you can probably get for rather cheap and uh, customize the headset for you is an, is an amazing idea. Um, I've heard that there are headphones, like little, like... Uh, um, the, the little ones, right, that go inside your ear that are custom molded to your ear uh, okay, so that they yeah. fall off. So I'm like, okay, that's great, but they cost $150 and I will be the only one using them and I won't be able to sell them and it's just strange. Right. <laughs> like I, I didn't feel comfortable like getting them. With this, if they almost went around this problem, making, you know, customize it and make it super comfortable for you without locking your headset on you, if only they made adjustable IPD. And I don't think, was it really going to take that much yeah. of the space yes. to change it? Yes, so I think so. If you, it? Yes, I really think so. If you, <laughs> if you look at the headset that we have now, the IPD sliders and stuff, they do take lots of space. And it makes sense. Like, it <sighs> makes sense if you really want to build the smallest possible headset then I think it's a good idea that they did what they did. And you know what about your um, comparison with the earbuds? That is the cool thing because this thing, actually, you can sell. You can. You are able to sell it, right? Because there will be people who have the same IPD like you and who that probably would want it. And then they can still have uh, like, a, like a super individual one by only getting that facial gaskets made for them. Hmm. So I think it's a it's a pretty good idea. Hmm. Time will tell. I think I have my reservations about it, about everything. It, it everything is not mainstream. It is obviously not yeah. mainstream. You know, it's it's obviously like a very niche product. But I think mm -hmm. for those people who always wanted to have a headset that that perfectly fits them, that is made for them, they will give them the best visual quality, okay, now you have another contender and we didn't yet say the price. Like, if you would hear all of these things, the lightest, the lightest headsets in the world right now, mm -hmm. OLED, OLED, micro OLED displays, um, pancake lenses, um, a custom-made facial gasket for you, you would probably think, okay, this must cost thousands of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. But no, actually it costs thousand dollars. It's $999. So in my opinion, for a small company that spent lots of time into making this to be able to sell a device like this for only $999, mm -hmm. 
that is really remarkable and not expensive. It definitely well, makes me curious. It definitely makes me curious about it. I kind of want it. <laughs> I kind yeah, of yeah. want now it. Yeah, now you kind of want it. Do, do I wish that it... Well, of course I do. I If yeah, I course. knew that I will love it and I will never want to get rid of it, I'll be perfectly happy with it being customized to me and I would never have to worry about trying to sell it. Uh, it's a little... You know, it would be strange that I wouldn't be able to share it with my friends. I'm not going to be, you know, or, or with my with my husband. Like, I wouldn't, wouldn't be buying a a special like gasket for him because IPD is different anyway. So it's just like a personal um, device that only you can use. Um, so that's, that yeah. is a little bit of a part that makes it sound like a, uh, you know what? a little bit actually, of a gimmick. But, but you know what? Actually, actually I think that's, that, that is actually the main thing. This is, in my opinion, mm -hmm. the paradigm shift because they want to treat this as a personal wearable. Like I have super mm -hmm. beautiful glasses. Let me show them to you. Super beautiful. I love them, mm -hmm. you know? But, but when we meet, would I tell you, Tatiana, you got to check out these glasses, <laughs> you know? Like, no, I wouldn't do that. They, these are, they are made for me. These are my glasses. And they are beautiful. And, mm -hmm. and that's why, that, that is the paradigm shift, in my opinion, that is happening here with, with that headset, and which I think is really a good idea. Well, obviously, it's a niche. Again, yes, it is a niche. And the PSVR 2 is, is amazing that they do that for the mainstream and everybody just buys this. But for those people who want to have, yeah, more, like a better picture and more comfort. Well, I haven't tried it. I must try it. I just believe right now that it is really that super comfortable thing. I think it's it's a pretty interesting thought that it's like a personal wearable instead of a one size fits all. It sounds like the probably the most straightforward solution to fix the comfort problem. But with it being um, personalized like that, it has to be. You understand it has to be the most comfortable hat that you've ever. Yeah, of worn. course. If it's Absolutely. not, you're right. You're, you're totally right. Less and we'll see that. Then the more than the yeah, most right. seamless <laughs> experience. Then it's, then it's not yeah, worth it. it. Then it would like, be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you pay a thousand dollars, you get your yeah. super customized thing, and it's somehow not good enough. I agree. Yes. But so, I, what kind I, of material yeah. are they using? Is it harsh? Is it uh, too soft? Uh, you know, these kind of things. Right. It's something Absolutely. that I would need to see what other people say, or Same I would here. have to try it by myself. So, yeah, I, also I mean, imagine I guess... what this, um, what the gasket is like. I cannot imagine mm -hmm. it right now. I, I don't even know. I don't know. It we'll looks see. like some kind of a foamy thing. Am I? Right. I, I was looking at the at the picture here, but maybe we could. Yeah, it looks like some kind of a foam. Yeah, foam, foam cushion, cushion material. material. So, and that okay, reminds cushion, me yeah. of the foam cushion that was on Quest, and that mm -hmm. didn't have very good, you know, memories from from the time I was using those cushions before I bought a silicon cover or 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 uh, a different uh, facial interface. Right. So. That those things matter, you know. That's where this my skepticism is coming from. That yes, they say it's custom made, it needs to work. <laughs> you're right. And Obviously, we, you're totally right. You're totally right. We have to see how actually it is. But right now, we're just simply discussing like the concept of it. Yes, you know, yes. Like I concept. totally agree with you. We have to find out is that actually good? Does it feel good on the skin? But just from the concept, I think it's it's very exciting for the enthusiasts. Mm -hmm who do want to have the best picture quality 
um, not, not the best FOV, but the best comfort and something light where they can still use their trackers and their um, valve index controllers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, as a middle ground between like having a having a just a one size fits all headset and a fully customized headset that you have to scan, literally scan your face for them to mold it to the shape of your face. I think there could be a middle ground of a mm -hmm. headset that maybe comes with several um, like facial interfaces of different yeah, sizes. you're right. This could also that work. That kind of would accommodate most of the faces and um, that would be like maybe the direction to go in the future to create a more customized experience, kind of You're like right. how Quest has three IPD settings instead of a smooth uh, mm -hmm. um, adjuster. So that would that could be something that maybe yeah. some companies can introduce. That so. would, you're right. That would be good for sure. And um, yeah, also, unfortunately, right now, you can only use an iPhone in order to make that face scan which is another hurdle, right? I think it's, mm. it's, a, it's doable. If you really want this, you will find someone with an iPhone. <laughs> Many people have an iPhone that give that iPhone to you for five minutes so that you can do the face scan. <laughs> but I have seen quite a lot of this kind of feedback from the community who simply said like, oh, huh? <laughs> $999 and I have to buy an iPhone. So, you know, it would have been better not to have that hurdle. If it was simply any app on an Android phone or an iPhone that you could use, but I get it. You need that um, that's, that scanner. You need that sensor yeah. to make it happen, and that's the reason why. But um, putting as little hurdles as possible is better in general. Overall, overall, I think it was a very streamlined and very nice uh, launch with lots of mm -hmm. things taken care of, and like it's very well thought through. Also mm -hmm. here about the straps so we it comes with a soft strap so with a soft strap yeah just like on quest you could uh, lay down and watch movies like this however mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. if you want and you can use your own um, audio solution however if you want to have an integrated audio solution there is an audio strap and i'm really happy that they thought about it and that audio strap will give you on your headphones looks like this so something like the deluxe audio strap from from vibe and yeah i think it's good that they thought about it Hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's a it's a first of its kind. Uh, the like you said, the one that shifted the paradigm of how we think about headsets form factor. It's interesting to even give something to other corporations to to mull over, like how you can approach creation yeah. of these headsets. Um, I think someone said in the chat that. Uh, XR Elite size is perfectly fine as well. It's bigger but it's still small enough and light enough to be very comfortable and even yeah, it's to be nice. worn as, as glasses, right? So they have I agree. I would wear tips. them outside, yeah. <laughs> and and that will kind of get rid of the uh, this hurdle of, okay, this only has this IPD, so what do I do if if, if I want my, my partner to wear it or if I want my friends to wear it? Um, so they literally went for the smallest They need possible. to buy one as well. <laughs> Yeah, so they went for the smallest right. possible, almost like they, they were wondering, I wonder how much I can push it. How small can I make this headset possibly for it to still be functional? So they did it. Um, maybe to be mainstream, 
it doesn't need to be that small yet so that we don't have to make those sacrifices that's just my opinion i'm excited yeah. to see the the vr tech kind of pushing boundaries though there's yeah this looks really cool but i immediately thought it was standalone you see um uh, yeah because you don't see like the cable something. here at all also <laughs> reminding uh, me of our para a little bit yeah you don't see the cables too right yeah but this does look better than a para and well <laughs> Obviously, we trust the big screen guys a whole lot of more than <laughs> Apara, who have uh, disappeared mm. somehow, it seems. So, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. nice. It's exciting. Like, it's exciting for sure. And this I can year, only root man. for them. I can only this root year. for them. Yeah, this year is crazy. I can only root for them. I'm looking forward to try it out. I hope it's it's a success, as in... It's worth it for them that they've spent so much money into into this headset, into developing it, and I love it when companies, yeah, yeah, how to say it, push the limit or um, push the envelope. You know, like they're they're trying new things, and probably this probably this won't be the headset of choice for most of us, but for some yes, and they will probably like it. And in the long run, this technology will trickle down to the rest of us, into mainstream, and that I think is pretty amazing. Yeah, we get some really awesome, huge headsets like Pimax and PlayStation VR 2, but then we also get like a completely different spectrum yeah. of tiny it's, headsets like XR Elite and Big Screen. It's so strange. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Now, there's really something for everyone. If you want to have this beautiful picture, but a bigger FOV, well, here you go, right? The crystal is here. So, yeah, it's some, something for everyone, which is absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end today's Next Dimension podcast episode. <laughs> or is there anything yeah. more that you would like to add? Uh, no, I mean, we've, we've covered quite a bit. Um, um, you know, we still have so much excitement for all these hats that we're going to try. Um, looking forward to sort of joining the next one because <laughs> yeah. this is when this is where the, the the whole explosion is going to happen after we oh, actually yeah. get to try it oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> next week we're going to hold the device in our hands probably we're going to have like 500 people who are watching at the same time that's my goal for next episode <laughs> who knows so many people or will be excited about it that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but I also really enjoyed this episode to talk with you, Tatiana, about all these exciting headsets. And yeah, I hope that you outside there also enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you so much, Norman, mm -hmm. for for the super chat. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So thanks so much for watching. We hope that you enjoyed it. If yes, give it a thumbs up right now. Right now, don't forget it. Do leave a comment as well. That's good for the algorithm. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. about the big screen headset? Is that something that would excite you? Are you going to pick it up? Do let me do let us know in the comment section. And um, other than that, if you love that podcast, go to the yeah, take your iPhone or iPad out, open the podcast app, and give us a five star review because that will help more people to find us and that would be fantastic <laughs> now that's everything that we got for this for this um today's show thanks again to today's sponsor which is vr optician go to vroptician.com mm -hmm. and you can find lens inserts for all of your headsets thanks so much for sponsoring this podcast and yeah that's everything that we got for today 
Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.